Welcome to Wood Talk Online Radio, for woodworkers, by woodworkers. Now, here are three guys who are actually under the illusion that woodworking is cool. Mark, Matt, and Shannon. All right, it's episode 100. That's kind of a big number. Uh, for Ju- yeah, right? I mean, it's it's almost a reason to celebrate. Yeah. Uh, for July 5th, 2012, on today's show, we're celebrating our 100th episode. We'll have a few special guests, or maybe one, if we can get the technology all figured out. It's so complicated. Uh, and we'll be taking your calls throughout the show. So if you've got a woodworking question or you just wanted to say hi to the guys, give us a call. And Matt, if you could, give them the contact info so they can do exactly that. Yep. If you would like to call into the show today, you can Skype us at Wood Talk Online, or you could call us uh, via your regular phone at 623-242-5180. And of course, we'll be reminding you of these ways of getting hold of us throughout the show. And so uh, hopefully some of you will call in. Please uh, be uh, very patient with us if we don't get to you right away. And don't forget to leave your credit card number also. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Yeah. Um, incidentally, not to interrupt, but I'm actually going to take the first call that just came in just because I don't feel like ignoring it because it's on my screen. And Let's then we'll, okay. <laughs> we'll get back into the show proper. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Does that confuse people if I just answer that way? <laughs> <laughs> Who are we speaking with? Bobby Slack. Bobby. Hey, hey thanks, oh, man. How's it going? So what kind of beer, what kind of beer do you have open? What, what kind of beer are you drinking? Leffe. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's got to be good if you L-E-F-F-E. Nice. It's Belgium. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, he mentioned a, that he was going to be uh, drinking a special brew for our 100th episode, so that's why I asked him. Um, I've <laughs> yeah, got a lemonade. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Very boring. So, um, well, hey, thanks for calling in. And uh, anything else you wanted to say? Yes, yes. I'm glad you reminded me, ADD. Hey, uh, <laughs> Shannon, thank you very much for the contact for the shaving horse. I oh, my just pleasure. picked up the wood today. Instead of maple, they have American Beach at uh, what, like a $2.50 a board foot, so I bought a bunch for that. Very nice. So there it is, and here it is. I'm cheering. I'm opening the lift. <laughs> nice. I don't want to take too much of your time. So I got the drawings from um, Gilbert, I think is mm-hmm. his name. And yeah, then uh, rock and roll from now. Well, good luck with that. I'm I'm actually excited to build one myself. I love that adjustable, um, whatever we call that, head. Yes. <laughs> Since we're talking about beer. Smart head. Just- <laughs> smart smart head. head. Yeah, nice that's what it is. Foamy head. <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> Well, cool. Thanks for calling in, buddy, and enjoy that uh, shave. Enjoy shaving your horse. That's right. I shaved my head already. I'm bold. So, <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Take care. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yes. Yeah. Bye. You guys. You guys, and your shaving of your horses. It's very confusing. Is that cruel to the horse? Does the horse even like being shaved? I mean, that's a big thing. You get a hell of a kick from one of them. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be shaved if I was a horse. Oh, okay. well, okay. Enough beating that horse. Yeah, so, well, da-da-da. All right, so let's move into what's on the bench. We've got a bunch of fun little things planned, but I think we can just kind of do the standard uh, what's going on sort of thing. I'm wondering, though, I mean, this is the 100th episode, and, and I've only been here since, like, episode 70, so a third of the time. So yeah. should I just say every third word in order to be accurate here? Or? <laughs> yeah, that would be fine. All right. I'll work that, makes, on that. that makes perfect sense, by the way, too. 
Man, that's making me think really hard when you say stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Shannon, you're first on the list, and uh, feel free to read everything that was uh, <laughs> everything that put in the that show was notes, inserted into the show notes in order to Ron Burgundy me. Inserted, no pun intended. Uh, wow Um, you know this is one of those things where if we had a great screenshot of the stuff that actually happens behind the scenes people would probably be either just thrilled to death or completely horrified like some of our early listeners when we were trying to not be so blue and reminded of course of how blue we were even though occasionally it was only one or two words Um, i think we, we definitely had one or two emails that were like whoa should this provoke us to say more <laughs> or or should we actually clean up our act <laughs> yeah we would we would definitely lose our family friendly rating but uh anyway yes, so shannon what's what's on the bench well honestly it's too dang hot to do much on the bench right now mm. so i've been um uh contemplating ac units window units for my shop because it's so nice. blooming hot but um, I've been spending a lot of time watching early Woodwright Shop episodes because they're just awesome. And yeah. I'm still waiting for my DVDs to show up, but my U.S. mail uh, you know, goes via Taiwan, I think. So <laughs> I usually get my popular woodworking magazine like three weeks after like the guy down the street from me. So I'm kind of chilling as much as I can and catching up on those things. But when I'm in the shop, I actually have my spring pole lathe almost completely built. I was just waiting on... A couple of things to show up, and today was one of those really awesome mail days when, like, everything – well, UPS days, not U.S. mail, where everything shows up at the same time. So I got my my live centers from Grizzly showed up today, and that was uh, actually Roy Underhill's suggestion instead of the buy a steel rod and forge it yourself, mm-hmm. you know, typical. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, first of all, it's hot enough, but where am I going to get a torch and a forge and all that? He, he just said um, – when he's been teaching this around the country at various schools – he said, you know, you go and you buy that live center and you drill a couple of holes, you essentially make a Morse taper, jam it in there, and you're good to go. So right. those showed up in the mail today. And actually, a hand tool school member helped me out and sent me some air-dried hickory. So, you know, it's ironic that the guy that works for a lumber company has to have somebody send him wood, but we just don't get air dried stuff. You know, we, we sell really nothing unless it's decking. We sell nothing but kiln dried Mm -hmm. and I don't want kiln dried for the actually kind of pulls the springiness out of it. So I've got two pieces of hickory sitting in my front hall right now to actually act as the spring bowl lathe. So hopefully I can get that, um, up and, and turning by, um, the end of the weekend. Cool. Excited about that. One question I have for you, you know, is what kind of looks would you get at work if you had that lumber delivered to your office address? Do you think there would be some issues with that or <laughs> they would rip it open and use it on you possibly? No, because – Here's your spring in his – Here's your spring pole <laughs> up your butthole. And so that the, was actually off the script that's written here. Thank yep. you. Thank you, Mark, for that. that yeah. Note. Hey, I, I offer something to the show. No, I could – I'll probably make some enemies by saying this but no one would even notice if a bunch of lumber showed up at the office because it happens all day long my (laughs) office is filled with just random packages of lumber because i actually i room with our import buyer so people are constantly sending us samples and Mm, yeah yeah, it's a tough job it's really hard terrible and where do those samples go home with shannon pretty much yeah (laughs) being being the only woodworker on staff it's like when the plywood buyer um he orders a custom layup of of some sort of well custom species veneer and usually whatever veneer is left over they just send it along with the plywood so we end up with you know 200 feet of riff sawn walnut veneer 
Like, what are we going to do with this? Here, give it to Shannon. <laughs> give it to Mikey. He, he'll eat it. Yeah, he'll plane anything. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I have about 300 feet of rifts on walnut veneer. I've got uh, 100 feet of fiddleback mahogany veneer. Mm, nice. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I'm not making friends right now. I can tell that right now. Yikes. I can feel the hate sucks, coming across the airways right sucks now. Sucks to be you, Shannon. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, it really does. It really does. Wow. And, and the, the marital strain is your wife's constantly looking at the checkbook going, wait a minute, no. How are you hiding this? Because I don't see this coming in here. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I live a blessed life. What can I say? I haven't bought lumber in, in more than a year. It's very nice. Nice. And you have your own little movable brush uh, sweeping up the shop for you also of all the shavings. So Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Poor Alex. <laughs> anyway, uh, so what about you, Matt? What's on the bench? Well, before we get onto the bench, let's remind people, of course, that if you want to call into us, if you have a, a, a call like uh, our good friend Bobby Slack just did, you can do it via Skype at Wood Talk Online, or of course, you can call in on your regular phone at 623 242 5180. And with that said, uh, we're going to go Online pledge drive. Exactly. Remember, <laughs> leave your credit card number and uh, we will send you a nice um, handwritten note. If you want to continue to enjoy such great programming, <laughs> call and get your canvas handbag with uh, some brochures and pamphlets. Or some samples from uh, Shannon's office. Yeah, <laughs> wood scrap go. samples. Perfect. <laughs> that actually might get some pledges. Uh, anyway. good. So, well, on my, my, uh, in my shop right now, up on my on my bench. It's been, again, because it's so hot and I've actually been trying to do yard work, which is funny because I know I should not be doing it when it's this hot, but I've discovered that I think I've dropped like 10 pounds so far. Of course, I had to have somebody come out and rescue me from the backyard because I think it was heat stroke that eventually kicked in. Uh, But I was able to get down to the basement. And one thing I have been doing is I recently purchased one of the new concepts uh, uh, fret saws uh, the hack, not hacksaw oh my god did I just call it a hacksaw that's making a real hack out of me <laughs> but anyways so uh, I, I just bought a new one and I finally was like oh I'm going to play with this I just want to see what I can do to remove waste from a, a dovetail and I ended up snapping <laughs> the blade on the first attempt I'm like okay Oops. so apparently I set it up wrong um, so I decided to then take it apart and like alright I'm just going to try and because not so much snapped as pulled it out and kind of bent it all sorts of different ways. <laughs> so I then said, well, why don't I just try to straighten this out and put it back in? And apparently it's extremely brittle. Uh, yeah, the, the once it, it comes bends, to- it doesn't, <laughs> it's pretty brittle at that point. Yeah. I suddenly was feeling like, uh, like I had like, like a frozen touch or something. Cause it was just snapping off. Like it had been like sitting in the freezer or something. I mean, it snapped like a candy bar out of the freezer. So oh, you have it set yeah. to cut on the push stroke or the pull stroke. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, had, I had just taken it out of the uh, the packaging. Literally, <laughs> yes, have some. <laughs> I didn't even have a chance to like really even enjoy one single stroke. Oh, to be quite honest, <laughs> it sounds like you need a thicker blade, Matt. That's what I'm thinking. So I, I am waiting for some new blades to show up. But I was just thinking, you know, Shannon, as you're describing how like it, there's like that magic day when everything that you've ordered suddenly shows up at once. And again, in my household, it's the day where Matt does a lot of explaining. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> you got some explaining to do. <laughs> Why is it when you get something that shows up, there's suddenly five boxes and most of them are huge? I'm like, well, it's what I like. Does people like me? <laughs> well, so. yeah, I, I had that conversation, actually, because my wife and I both got home at the same time. She's like, what is this package on the front step? I'm like, oh, that's that hickory that Bruce sent me. Oh, how much did that cost? No, he actually sent it to me. Uh-huh. How much did that cost? No, really? Seriously? Yeah. Why, why did they never believe us? <laughs> yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. So, but on, on another good note is I finally have some uh, new hand saws that I'm getting ready to send out to be sharpened because even though I have the Ron Herman uh, sharpening DVD and I, I have definitely been watching with the hand tool school where somebody's showing it's really easy to do, I am still of the idea of, well, I just snapped the blade on this new concept <laughs> saw. Well, you, know, you can imagine what the damage I would do to these things. And <laughs> these are a couple of, uh, they're, they're not distance. They're like the distant light kind of a thing. Uh, nice. So, but it's funny because one of them has been hanging in my dad's garage forever and I'm like, you ever going to use that? And he's like, no, that's just literally for looks. I'm like, then I'm taking it down. So nice. I got all the rust off of it and I'm getting ready to uh, send these out and have them sharpened up. My biggest problem right now is finding the right size box to get the saws into because oh, all the no stuff kidding. that I have for packaging is just, it's too small. And mm. yeah, so I don't, but at the same time, I don't want something that's like, you know, 12 inches high when in fact the blades are only what, uh, with the handle two inches high. So <laughs> here's what you do. You go and you order a full size saw from go. like Lee Nielsen or Winslaw mm. or, or Mark Harrell. And then when you get that, you put it in that box and send it back. I knew See, you guys would come up with a great idea for yeah. that. I'm I'm going to do that right now while while Mark goes on to his portion of what's on the bench. I'm gonna I'm gonna go start perusing for the saw so that I can get the box. Yeah, there you go. Well, let, let's let's throw a little bit of advertising love to somebody. Who are you sending them to to get sharpened? Well, actually, it's, they're going to uh, Bob Rosieski. Nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. There we go. LoganCabinetShop.com. Exactly. And the nice thing is uh, twenty dollars. Wait, there you go. When we when I contacted him, the one thing I was doing is I was thinking I'm just going to send these off and I'll just have them sharpen up right now. And then he emailed me back and said, "Well, what do you think about this? You've got two saws; they're both cross cuts. You don't want them to be in the same configuration. Why not do one for softwood and one for hardwood?" And to be quite honest with you, I never even thought about it until after he said it, and I had like that. Oh, why didn't I think about that? I mean, why do I want two of the same exact things? You know, so. That's one of those. Now, the hardest part for me is they're not the same size. One's a, a, a number 10 and the other one's a number eight. And it's like, well, one's shorter, which longer. I got short arms. This one works best for me. So trying to figure out which one I want to, which <laughs> which one's going to be set up for what so that I can get the most use out of it. Nice. Well, remember, I, I did the same thing in resharpening a saw that's been like the geometry has been set by someone who really knows what they're doing. That that's the key, frankly. I think to learning how to sharpen a saw is start with one that's already set up right, okay, and then and connect the dots. Basically, I mean, no matter what you do, you're going to alter that geometry a little bit. Just if you're new with the the saw file, but at least you get an idea. Um, right. First of all, how it feels. Um, it I've had a I've had a lot of people email me and they're like, you know, I thought it was sharp, and then I got this saw back from Matt Cianci or Mark Harrell or Bob Rosieski. And I'm like, so that's how a saw is supposed to cut. And exactly. suddenly people are like, wow, this isn't slow at all, you know? And I was the same way. The first couple of saws I sharpened, it made such a huge difference from like the crappy, rusty thing. And then I had one sent to me that the Bad Axe Toolworks sharpened, and I'm like, holy cow. Wow. wow, I've been doing this all wrong. So, yeah, there's something to be said about having somebody good. <laughs> somebody good do it first well, it's the the same concept that applies across you know pretty much just about any tool or hand tool or even just regular tool uh, power tool for that matter is you know I, I always recommend that people if you can even go to a, like a Lee Nielsen show or something get some hands on with what a well-tuned sharpened plane can do uh, yep. chisels same thing with the hand saws you have to really experience that to know what you're shooting for because uh, half of the time you just do it yourself and it's your first time you know your first crack at it you go well this is about as good as it's going to get right 
Well, not usually. You can actually get quite a bit better than that, but you have to know where that sort of gold standard is uh, to know what you need to work toward. And what's cool now that there's so many guys who sharpen saws. I mean, there's always been people who sharpen saws, but they're not really, they don't really use them. You know, they're just stick them in a grinder and, you know, the circular saw sharpening guys. But now there's a lot of different options for hand saw sharpening. And, you know, learning to sharpen a saw, you can just say, okay, well, the rip tooth needs to go straight across. There's no fleam, you know, zero degrees rake. But slightly altering those things, adding a little fleam, adding a little rake, you can really customize the saw to basically fix like your own body problems, yeah. <laughs> your own like bad technique. Um, I mean that that requires a lot of fine tuning. But the guys that really know what they're talking about can re- just like Bob sounds like Bob did with you, Matt. You yeah. know, well, why don't we do this instead of just you know sharpening you know plain Jane saw filing? And um, that's where you really get to see kind of the genius and and setting the the teeth just right. And that's yeah. just not something you know you can expect someone learning how. You know, all I can manage to do is, okay, I know I need to hold this at 20 degrees and you like lock your body and white knuckle it just to keep it at 20 degrees to be able to file in a progressive fleam and a relaxed rake all at the same time. Now, heck no. That's exactly. why you just get someone else to do it and then match what they did. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm going to actually push us past this, guys, because we've got a ton of stuff to cover and we're like Sorry. halfway through Wait. the hour. Not to mention all this talk of hand saws and I'm falling asleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do this before we head into the next section. Let's remind people, of course, Skype us if you want to get out on the conversation, if you're listening to this live. Skype us at Wood Talk Online or, of course, call us at 623-242-5180. Have those credit cards ready and we will be more than happy to uh to take whatever questions you have or if you just want to say hi and 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 wish us a happy 100th because god knows nobody thought we'd actually get here (laughs) that is so true um you know what i actually am going to pull carrie into the conversation here in a minute uh before we do that just uh make it really quick i'm building a new shop that is all Um, I I thought I heard something about that. (laughs) Yeah. If you want to check it out, we're broadcasting live the entire thing. I got a little webcam in the laundry room so that uh, these people can feel very uncomfortable about their work. Um, And I'm actually just broadcasting the entire build until it's done. So if you want to check that out, it's at thewoodwhisperer.com slash live. And well, uh, what, what, one little request, can you make sure that the camera is angled so that I don't get a lot of butt crack? Oh, <laughs> that's impossible. <laughs> Anywhere you go out there, you're going to see somebody's butt. Uh, <laughs> that's just the way it works. It's very hot here, too, so uh, they got to oh, air that thing out. Sweaty butt crack. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's a blast. It's nerve-wracking as heck, and, uh, and I'm broke. So, uh, you know, <laughs> that's all good. Get those credit card numbers ready. Yeah, exactly. It's happy and broke. It's the same feeling you get when you spend a lot of money on a tool that's way more expensive than you wanted to, you know, to originally buy, but you really feel good about your purchase. And a little guilty. Um, all right. So I'm going to see if Carrie is available. You guys remember Carrie? She did some tips for us uh, a while Carrie, back, and Carrie, Carrie. she's, uh, you know, I think she's been busy lately. So uh, kinda, maybe. Kind of short, tall. Yeah, both of those. Early straight hair girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So hopefully we might be able to pressure her into doing some more tips for us in the future we'll see oh, sweet guilt uh, let's see if she's there tips or backflips one of the two tips and backflips i like them both Ooh. at the same time hello there she hello. is hi carrie hey how's it going it's going well wonderful how's it going with you guys oh we're hanging in there just doing a show our, well, hundred, our hundredth show <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank, thank you. you very much i uh, still can't believe that we're doing this after a hundred it's five five years it's about 20 shows a year 
and uh, we oh, have gosh. yet to make any money. So um, <laughs> clearly, we're hey, on the right the track. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, hey, I wanted to bring you on, Carrie, specifically because well, we've had your voice on here numerous times, but we've never actually had you on as a guest. And I wanted to uh, to remedy that since you've contributed quite a bit, and everyone loves your voice. So. Well, thank you. I must say I'm a little nervous about being live. I have this fear of uh, developing Tourette syndrome. <laughs> so uh, so it, you'll fit you right in. You do have a three-second delay, right, Mark? <laughs> uh, yes, of course we do. Yeah, um, we call it the chortle. I'll just chortle over the top of you. and nobody <laughs> Thank you, Matt. No problem. <laughs> He's got you covered. Um, so, hey, I wanted to ask you, what uh, what is going on? Essentially, what's on your bench lately? And uh, have you have you finished the Rubo completely at this point? I did finish the Rubo. I had a deadline. I was doing a presentation on April 14th, so I had to finish it. And I'm still recovering from that build because it about wiped me out. But um, <laughs> what I'm tough, building this weekend a is build. a new back door to my workshop because the old one fell off. So Nice. Yeah. Your construction it, or? <laughs> yeah. It's, no, no. It was, it was a cheapy metal door and oh, okay. um, it had been threatening to fall off for quite a while um nice. had been hanging on one hinge and finally it gave up the ghost so now i gotta build a new one nice so nice. what you're saying is is your shop is unlocked right now no i'm here i'm here <laughs> she's there i'll be sleeping and I here tonight five axes so be careful oh okay <laughs> you, also, you also have several dogs and they look very menacing so yeah i do yeah they're they're tough guard dogs so. very cool so so what's next for the village carpenter um, what's like next, next project or actually what I wanted to ask you too, is the site. I mean, you get a lot of comments on Facebook. You have a very popular website. Um, what's the future for you? I'm, I'm just curious is cause this is That's clearly a labor question. of love. Yeah. I, I don't really, I sort of like fly by the seat of my pants. I don't plan anything. So, um, right now I'm just kind of taking a little break and, um, I'm not sure what I'm going to build next. I, I might build some hand tools and work with carving a little more. Nice. Um, I'm not sure. I just sort of, um, I, I can hear the ghost in the back. I can't go. <laughs> Where's that come, like, where is that coming from? <laughs> uh, ma'am, are you listening to your radio? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, um, I'm not sure. I just, I, I would like to do some more videos, maybe some more tutorials with carving. Oh yeah. Um, letter carving and things like that. But, um, Sweet. I don't know. I, don't. I wouldn't argue with you if you wanted to do those. In fact, I would probably encourage you. Uh, yeah, would, me too. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> no so, doubt about really? it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I'm a, open to there's a certain paucity so. of letter carving instruction on the net right now. So yeah. there, I'm sorry, Shannon. There is what a paucity or a void. Sorry. Oh, I'm, just use regular word, English, word Shannon. Come yeah, on. Don't talk in big words, Shannon. Big college words. <laughs> We're among friends now. <laughs> we need more letter carving. More carving of them well, letters. I'll get on that. Yeah, that's in the works. Now so. that I think that would be that would be great. Carving is one of those things that I've I've got a few carving tools. I just never really uh, I've dove into it uh, headfirst, and I, I really want to learn it. So yep. please do. Yeah. That would be great. All right. Well, awesome. Thank you for having me on your show. I know you have a lot of people lined up, so I'll, um We did I'll until like, I realized I don't know how to call people on <laughs> Skype, so uh yeah, so we're just going to play some voicemails. But thanks, Carrie. I, I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, thanks guys, and happy Thank 100th. You. Awesome. Too, thanks Carrie. so much. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Sure. Bye-bye. All right. Carrie is awesome. 
Carrie has the voice that I wish was in my head versus the one that actually is, which is actually a little bit higher sounding. To be <laughs> quite honest with you, a very you. pleasant to listen to voice, but instead of the grating, like angry voice that you have in your head, <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, very screechy, very you know. And it's my actual voice when I'm not using this microphone is the one that's in there. So <laughs> nice. Well, Carrie's always got some interesting stuff going on, and she's at uh, it's villagecarpenter.blogspot.com, right? Right. Yes. It, and if you haven't checked it out, what, what's wrong with you? you I mean, her, her carvings are just amazing. Yeah, she's, and gorgeous. her write-ups are great, too. She takes incredibly good, clear photographs with great explanations. It's just a fantastic blog. She she knows her stuff, and she just uh, – I, I like her perspective on woodworking. Um, she's yeah. very entertaining. Someday when I become a grown-up woodworker, I want to be like her. Someday, but you got to change your plumbing, Matt. No. Well. <laughs> All right. Now my plumbing's bagged up. <laughs> All right, so I, uh, I wanted to move into um, something special here. Uh, we have some timeline highlights, right? Because oh, it, no. <laughs> it has been five years. You know, that's a long time, and in the podcasting world, that's ancient. You know, we're like the Cheers of uh, of the <laughs> podcasting world. Yeah, um, we, we're like one of the shows that people go. Do you remember back when I was younger? And I used to listen to, yeah, I like, frankly, when I, when I look at some of these things and I look at the dates, I'm just like, wow, I, I never thought we'd even make it half that far. I mean, five years into this, that's this quite a bit. And, uh, and even, I guess only a hundred episodes. What did I say before? It's like, you know, I'm going to do some really hard math here. That's 20, uh, uh, average of about 20 per year. Right. Uh, but frankly, I think this year, because we went to a little bit more of a, a strict schedule, I think we're going to go quite a bit further this year with the number of episodes. Um, but either way, that's, that's a lot of damn talking, you know? It, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, it's it, my, my family still is wondering when it's going to end. Cause they're like, you talk enough off the air too. Why do you keep doing this to everybody? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. It's torture. Um, but you know, one thing I was kind of curious before we even get into this, I yeah. wonder how big our, our formats were compared to the files from like file number one to what we have now. We probably have a longer show, but considering yeah. the technology, has it changed that much? That's one thing I was always curious about. <laughs> We've been on the air so long. Technology's changed. <laughs> well, we used to send out out uh, tapes to people and a tracks in the mail uh, they were a part of our uh our what are they our zine our mailing zine um yeah no that's uh fortunately things haven't it hasn't been that long i'm still using the same oh. program to record and we're still <laughs> making mp3s um, oh. yeah. well i was rapping for that one <laughs> too bad it's a shame um but anyway so here's a, just a very quick timeline just a few of the the highlights of things that have happened over the years so of course we started the show in what was it 2007 and in yep. fact on april's april fool's day um to sort of uh, foreshadow <laughs> really, the future of the show <laughs> yeah to really kick things off the right way and let people know exactly what they were getting <laughs> yeah and uh and things were a little bit well, a little more scripted back then, and uh, I've got a little clip here. Uh, it's the beginning of episode one, which I'm sure many of you have already heard. I'm going to make you suffer through it again, just because it is that embarrassing and that painful for Matt and I. Oh, God. Yes. All right, so check it out. You're listening to Wood Talk Online with your host, Mark and Matt. Take it away, boys. Hi, and welcome to the first episode of Wood Talk Online. My name is Matt Vanderlist, and I'm the host of Matt's Basement Workshop Podcast. And I'm Mark Spagnolo, host of the Wood Whisperer Video Podcast. Uh, we're both the hosts of Wood Talk Online. 
Now, We'll Talk Online is a brand new podcast for woodworkers and by woodworkers. That's right, Mark. And even though we both have our own regular podcast so... here on Wood Talk Online, we have an opportunity to do something every woodworker enjoys doing, and that's talking shop with good friends. Exactly. <laughs> I like the response things. We have the <laughs> exactly and the... <laughs> Yeah, that's right, Mark. <laughs> it's like, oh, dude, what were we thinking? I I don't know. Uh, oh, man. oh, I'm just right. glad I wasn't a part of that. My biggest oh. fear was like at some point we it, at, once in a while we actually did have like little uh, reminders of like who was going to go to next, you know, what next, and to pause yeah. and stuff like that. Right, pause, pause so for glad. applause. Exactly. <laughs> it was yeah, it was pretty bad. I think we had enough written down, and we were, just weren't confident enough just to kind of speak off the cuff. So it was uh, fairly scripted and sounded like a really cheesy, I don't know, eighties uh, commercial. <laughs> One thing we can say though is that Skype has at least improved a little bit because there was quite a few times where it would just cut out completely on us and yeah, it would yeah. you know really go robotic because there was one episode and I'm trying to remember which one it was probably like two or three where we that's when we started to get in the calls this was the pre chortle complaining calls but we did start <laughs> getting comments about uh, well Matt suddenly goes really Darth Vadery or you know and yeah, we were trying yeah. to explain why that was so it, it's kind of funny as you see things like that well I also remember you finally got a really good internet connection oh <laughs> so yes we like yes. Yep. matt got a cable modem Ooh. <laughs> and we were so excited about that let's we gotta record real quick totally. and the other one was the microphones oh my gosh my some of the microphones i had before this one has like a tenth of the plastic that the other one was so <laughs> right. nice all right so moving on uh just a couple more here april 1st 2009 two years later we were on episode 53 and matt and i decided that it would be funny to do an April Fool's joke. And it was clearly not really something anyone was going to fall for. But we, Oh, God, I remember this one. This yeah, was awesome. And we put a little effort into it. And instead of saying something like just absolutely ridiculous, we decided instead of saying like we were going to switch to a knitting podcast that we, we were sponsored by a knitting podcast. Because at the time, we were making a lot of jokes about how the knitters were kicking our butts in iTunes. Uh, every time we'd look in there, there was always some knitting podcast that was above Wood Talk or, or Matt's Basement Workshop or The Wood Whisper. So it was just this running joke, and we decided that we would uh, give in and, and admit that we were now being sponsored by them. So here's just a little clip from that. Welcome to Wood Talk Online. Proud to be sponsored by Nothing Wrong With Knitting. Now here are your hosts, Mark the Stitch Spagnolo and Matt the Pearl Vanderlist. Knit away, boys. So anyways, though, uh, we've been sponsored sponsored by one of the most popular, get this folks, knitting podcasts out there. It's called Nothing Wrong With Knitting. So if you happen <laughs> to have, I love that name, don't you? It's great. <laughs> it's, it's actually very clever. Yeah. Roll that beautiful footage. <laughs> that beautiful knitting footage. All right, here we go. Hi, this is Gerald, and I'm your knitting friend and compadre in Needlecraft, and I'm also the host of an exciting new show dedicated to knitting for us manly men and for those who love us, and it's called Nothing Wrong With Knitting. Now, every single week, we're going to be exploring what's new in knitting, and I'll have a new and exciting pattern for us to make together in our very own virtual knitter's corner. Now, you're welcome to join the discussion in our chat room, and I know for a fact that you're going to love watching all the live demonstrations on our website, where you're also going to find everything a knitter needs to know. So join us, won't you? Nothing wrong with knitting. Brought to you by the fine makers of Ural's Yarns. Whether it's wool, cotton, or synthetic, you'll love Ural's. Check out the next episode of Nothing Wrong with Knitting at nwn.com. <laughs> so where is Ural's Yarn? I think I want to go there. <laughs> I hear it's been replaced by a bar, so... <laughs> 
Uh, rightfully so. That's right, Stitch. Yeah, Mark the Stitch. And what were you, Matt the Pearl Vanderlist? That's right. Uh, incidentally, nwn.com just spins. I don't get anything there. I wanted to see. I was hoping it would be something completely inappropriate, but nothing's coming up at all. Well, I, I, if I seem to remember right, in that episode, our good friend uh, Tom went right along with us, and he had a really fantastic suggestion on there. And I, I can't remember what it was offhand. So, uh, but at that point, I think it was pretty obvious. Um, yeah, that wasn't a real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it wasn't even that funny, um, <laughs> which is the best part about it. Uh, but Matt put some good effort into that. That was one of the the, the most. Um, I think it was probably the most work you've ever put into an episode. Matt. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> Any of us, frankly. Um, all right, so moving on, and let's see, this was in 2009 again, just a couple months later, July 18th, episode 57, where Matt and I met for the first time at AWFS in Vegas, and this is just a quick clip from the show that we recorded there in the hallway uh, at the convention center. This is one of my favorites. DIY Network's Cool Tools, and you're listening to Wood Talk Online. Well, it's it's July sixteenth, two thousand nine. We're at the uh, two thousand nine AWFS fair. Yep. And Matt and I had an opportunity to meet and embrace for the first time, and w- got the moment on video. Yep. And the world didn't collapse. There was a slight <laughs> shudder in there. Yeah. It could have been the gas from the earlier in the morning when I had my breakfast burrito. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no implosions. Nothing like that. So uh, you know, everybody is safe. It's always a good show when Matt can insert a fart joke somehow, <laughs> one way or another. Uh, that was good. Um, let's see. So September 7th, 2010, episode 73, Wood Talk Online. Now, this is not really uh, – you know what? Crapola. Is this out of order? September, October, November? Yeah, this is a little out of order, so I'll just read it anyway. Wood Talk Online officially becomes Wood Talk Online Radio. Did anyone even notice? <laughs> there was a think, slight I don't think Matt or I noticed actually <laughs> yeah that, by just, the way hey guys just so you know it's actually Wood Talk Online Radio I, uh, say, I seem to remember getting an email from you kind of reminding <laughs> us that oh by the way two episodes ago yeah it's, we uh, called it this yeah uh, basically it was just because the forum had become such a, a force to be reckoned with and we called that Wood Talk Online we just wanted to show to be sort of the audio podcast version representing the community. And that's why we just wanted to differentiate it from the website. So that's the reason for that. But um, all right. So moving on, but technically slightly backwards, uh, (laughs) we actually have on November 13th of 2010, Shannon officially joins the Wood Talk Online crew. And he actually did two episodes prior to that episode 66 and episode 70 and then we brought him back on 71 when he was officially a part of the show now the the interesting thing about this is i don't know that we were really overtly sort of uh, like auditioning people matt i mean you remember that time we had quite a few people on we had rick waters on for a couple episodes uh tom ivino was on for a couple episodes and i think more than anything more than auditioning people we were kind of auditioning ourselves to see whether we really wanted a third person in the show, if it would be too confusing or uh, too yeah. much of a pain in the butt. Yeah. I like the idea that you are auditioning people because as a voice major, it'd be good to know that I finally got a role I auditioned for. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> and lucky you, you know, of all things. All to that a- schooling, I finally got it. <laughs> oh, what an accomplishment. Um, yeah, I don't think we have the, uh, I don't know. It just doesn't sound right to say that we're auditioning people. 
we don't necessarily deserve to say that. But um, so yeah, it was it was kind of cool. But I think what happened was once we had Shannon on a couple of times, um, we just realized it was clicking. I think he he filled a void in there, just personality wise, and yep. uh, in terms of um, you know his, his expertise or his his areas of interest, we thought it would really fill in the gaps nicely. And uh, and yeah, and this is Shannon's first show, which despite having two practice shows prior to this, somehow he just didn't know that it was his time to talk. Welcome to Wood Talk Online, episode 71, a very rough start to an episode 71. Uh, For June 9th, 2010, I'm Mark Spagnolo. Shannon. Hello. Did we lose Shannon? We might be having a. <laughs> what I say, a rough start. So uh, this is all good. That guy over there is Shannon Rogers, and uh, and who who's the other guy on the line here? And the, the third guy in here is Matt Vanderlist. And you know what? As we always do at the top of the bottom of every show, normally this kind of goes a lot smoother. So there was a little bit of an interruption until we got down to where I'm at at the moment. <laughs> all right, there you go. Uh, so yeah, Shannon, I, I don't know what what actually happened there. Did you did you not know it was your time to talk, or did we not make that clear in the show notes, or what was the story? I think it was the same situation we were having when we started this show where I couldn't hear anything. <laughs> and I had to, I like specifically turned the audio down in the chat room okay. in, in the Wood Whisper slash live page so that I didn't get the echo. And I didn't hear anything. Like, so I'm just sitting here thinking, all right, well, I guess somebody's going to talk soon. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a classic. So, so what I find truly ironic is basically the exact same thing happened today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is funny. Still haven't figured out how we're supposed to hear anything. So yeah, yeah. we got to fire that producer eventually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after we after we hire him or her. Uh, all right, so that's really the timeline. I mean, since then it's just been nothing but uh, fun not and games and, and nothing but knitting. And, yeah. and nothing but knitting. Nothing but uh, us not getting any better uh, or any worse. Kind of just even killed <laughs> as we go. <laughs> contributing to the heat death of the universe yeah exactly but i like to think that you know one of the big accomplishments that we've we've had this year is having a much more uh, regular schedule and frankly just looking at the numbers and a participation and things like that it really helps i think people really enjoy the fact that we're more consistent now and if we we it's hard to expect people to listen and get excited if you're not going to do things on a a routine schedule so well i I do miss the the begging and pleading emails like hey when you actually they weren't begging and pleading they were more like hey buddy when the hell are you getting it back into the studio (laughs) and do this they usually are angry you are well they're they're usually angry because i think people are almost disgusted that they even care that we're doing this show so <laughs> you know what i mean so they're sort of mad at themselves <laughs> and then mad at us because we're not making the shows it's a weird relationship <laughs> so what i wonder is did you guys use like show notes back back in the day oh, yeah. in the days of your yeah we had show notes from from day one just at the very least to give us a, a talking points like an outline um, yeah. I think the <laughs> and ver- you read them verbatim. Apparently in the first few shows we did, if you listen to the rest of the show though, it's not nearly as painful. It was just like the, the time sensitive and transitional parts. We, we kind of scripted that, uh, but everything else was, was just us talking. It does get a lot less painful after, uh, the first minute of, of episode one. Um, but, but honestly <laughs> we've much, been, but. yeah, we've been holding the same, um, you know, format on the back end since pretty much day one, just fairly loosely organized notes. Um, yeah. Kind of what you see now. There were fewer curse words in them and, and inappropriate words. That's a new thing. 
Yes, <laughs> especially since Shannon came along. Yeah, been a bad yeah, influence. No well, actually, it's Frank. It's frankly Google Docs that allows us to see who's typing what when, so we can kind of like just <laughs> screw with each other. Yeah. Oh man. So you know what? Let's uh, let's invite anyone who wants to call in to do so. Um, we'll give you a couple seconds to do that now. Oh, geez, here we go. Oh, it's Diame. Diame. The, the Modern Woodworkers Associations. According to the Wood Talk Online chat room, there's a massive storm west of me, and Mark Hochstein just lost his power. So if I disappear again, guys, oh, that's crap. just because there's a massive thunderstorm about 20 miles west of me. Well, we're just going to have Diami take your place. I yeah, told Mark to send it to me, so hopefully it comes up to the island and leaves you guys alone. All right. <laughs> Yikes. But, uh, congrats, guys. I just want to say thanks for having me on, and thank you for putting on 100 shows. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening, Diami. And thanks for uh, doing the the MWA show because that gives us something to listen to. Seriously, how cool is it to have something to listen to? That was the worst part of becoming a host of Wood Talk Online. I I ran out of stuff to listen to. It's awkward as hell. I'll admit I listen to our own show because I'm not sure we're doing it right. So I listen to to see how crappy it ends up being. And it's it's painful. So uh, I'm glad I can give you something else to listen to. Hopefully it's it's less awkward than listening to yourself. Yeah, it's there's definitely a learning curve, and I think you have to just kind of get numb to the concept of hearing your own voice. Because, <laughs> uh, man, that, that, that is painful. Um, Luckily, yeah. Tom is so loud, I don't hear my own voice. <laughs> Sometimes you just think Tom's the only one talking. <laughs> there's the, the ringing in your ears afterwards also. Yeah, that's awesome. So, hey, before we let you go, Diami, what's on the bench, man? A project, believe what it or not. Whoa. I know. I uh, <laughs> Yesterday, 4th of July, it was raining. So instead of working on the treehouse, I actually started making a quilt rack for my mother-in-law for her birthday. Oh, cool. So oh, cool. I have a bunch of, what is it? It's yellow tiger birch Ooh, and nice. walnut that I just rough milled yesterday. And hopefully over the weekend, I'll get to final dimension and start start making it. Beautiful. Now, hey. was that some of the stuff you stole from, I mean, uh, took from uh, Carrie's uh, area or <laughs> out of her shop? I, the only thing I've taken from Carrie, well, the only thing I've used that I took from Carrie so far is that one like tree looking one that I'm going to make the MWA rack out of that I was uh, posting about a couple weeks ago. Oh, um, you're just looking forward to people to go, nice rack, aren't you, when you go over there? <laughs> man. <laughs> That's the, the reason we're going to those shows is so we can show off our rack. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, hey, before you go, too, um, do you want to plug the MWA or your website or anything? Like, what do you guys got going on that people might want to take a look at? I will plug away. Uh, well, we are at modernwoodworkersassociation.com, and what we're trying to do at MWA is kind of bridge um, the online community and all of us that know each other from online and kind of bring a in-person social dimension that to connect with physical woodworkers who are near you, who you may or may not know socially and bridge the gap between the two. Cause there's lots of guys who work in a shop and don't know about the internet and lots of guys on the internet who don't know about uh, the other guys who were in the shop down the block from them. Right. So that's what we're trying to do as an organization. Uh, to, that's, to that's pick, awesome. It is. Yeah, well, thank you. I've, I'll give mo- most of the credit for that to Chris Adkins. Cause I've got guys in the long Island chapter p- bugging the hell out of me to, to have an actual local meeting and, I haven't been able to fit one in, so I feel well. Chris is big man. His his Atlanta chapter. I'll give him the credit. Nice. Yeah, I um, keep wanting to do something in the mid Atlantic because the last time they got together, I was I don't know. Oh, I had a funeral that day. That's right. But you know, there's so much to do. Way to know, bring it down, so many, Shannon. Jeez, let's go. There's so many little things to see beyond just the woodworking shows. There's museums and stuff, and then there's just grab a beer with some friends. Absolutely. You know, you guys know um, the veneer guy, Joe Woodworker. Yeah. He lives like five minutes from me. 
What? I had no clue. <laughs> Dude, you should be getting well, you already well, have enough veneer, but yeah. well, but I mean, he doesn't have he doesn't have like a retail place. It's just you can't stop by and pick things up. Right. So I didn't even I never even like looked. And um I don't know what it was. I was on a site the other day and like the about page is like I live in Forest Hill, Maryland. I'm like, seriously? That's like I could throw a rock there almost. So I've never met the guy. And this is Modern Woodworkers Association might be a good opportunity to do that. Sure. So, well, well, it might drum up some I sales for him. I recommend just plain old stalking. That's yeah, always that's good. True. That's, a, that's the old fashioned version of the MWA. <laughs> <laughs> just stalk people. Well, cool, Diami. Thanks for coming on, Can man. I ask and, you guys uh, a quick question before I go. Oh, yeah, sure. No. An, an actual, oh, yeah. you know, like when you had calling questions. Um, <laughs> Shannon talked about the air conditioner, and I'm in the same boat. I was thinking about putting an air, window air conditioner in. But I figured this is the chance to ask you guys about it. If I only run the thing for like two hours, one night a week, and for four hours over the weekend, does the does the temperature swings? Is that going to screw stuff up in the shop? Um, no. As somebody whose temperature and humidity swings rapidly, and I used to use a swamp cooler too, um, unless you have like a super, like absolutely airtight environment, it, the exchange of air in there is so fast that those temporary changes are really not going to have a whole lot of impact. And and plus, wood generally takes a long time, bef- you know, when you're speaking in terms of hours, uh, before it can really pull all that stuff in from the environment. So you've got a bit of a buffer there. I don't think it's going to have any impact at all. Yeah, I I totally agree. I don't think you're um, – I, I constantly tell people this because most lumber yards, they store their stuff outside completely exposed <laughs> to the elements. Yeah. So, you know, every time the weather changes, every time the humidity goes through the roof or drops off or, you know, just overnight the cooling and, and, and heating that goes on, especially in like the spring and the fall where it actually gets colder at night. No, I don't think it's really that big of an issue. Um, you know, I, what I'd be worried about is your cast iron. Okay. Um, you know, especially Diami in, in our climate, because it is so humid. Okay. Um, if you really cool the place down and then like it starts to heat up and that, that moisture will begin to condensate on surfaces, that would probably be what I worry about more than I would about like the wood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There you go. That is a good point. Well, let us know how it turns out. I definitely will. And thank you guys for having me on. And again, congrats on a hundred episodes. Thanks Diami. Hey, thanks. You. Take care. Bye. All right. We need to remind, remind people of uh, how to call in, and we got another one. Uh, go ahead and remind them, and then we'll move on to the next thing. Okay, so remember, if you want to call in, just like uh, Diami did just now, you can Skype us at Wood Talk Online, or you can call us at 623-242-5180. We're now accepting cash as another option. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. oh, we really are uh, We're really desperate here. Okay, <laughs> we actually do have another call. I don't know who it is, because all, all I see is a bunch of numbers here, so let's bring them in. Hello, who are we talking to? We're listening. Mark Hochstein. Mark. Hey, hey Loogie. How's it going, What's man? Up? Power How's came back, eh? <laughs> hey. Right places on another episode. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, thank thanks, you. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, it's uh, it's wonderful. You know, I listen to you guys every time I'm on my way to work, it's, and I've really been enjoying the uh, increased consistency. Nice. <laughs> you, do you listen to us while you're working? Um, not as far Is, as you know. Is that against FAA regulations? <laughs> it may not be good for the people on that flight, but, uh, you know. I can Mark, see the- Mark is a commercial airline pilot, for those that don't know. So. Anything that keeps me awake is good. Yeah. The poor flight oh, well, attendants. You shouldn't listen to us. <laughs> poor flight attendants trying to explain what, everybody, what was just explained by the pilot, and they're like, what? <laughs> uh, Mark, I'm curious. How, uh, how long have you been listening to, to the Wood Talk episodes? I've listened to you guys from the very beginning. Oh, no kidding. Nice. Yep. yep. 
And I'm so now. sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if you saw in the uh, live stream I do have in the, the lower third there, it says we're celebrating our 100th episode and we also owe you 100 apologies. <laughs> <laughs> so, But hey, thanks for sticking with us, man. That's very cool. No so, problem. Uh, no problem. I'm glad, to, I'm glad you guys are doing it. It's been, uh, it's been a wonderful ride. Awesome. Thanks, oh, man. Thank thanks you. for calling thanks in. For calling, Talk to you. See Bye-bye. You know, I, w- I was just thinking, uh, periodically, over the years, when we f- were first getting started, of course, we-, we hear from all sorts of people, and, and we definitely have a following with uh, our military. And I don't know if you remember this, Mark, but we actually received, at least I have a copy of it here, a, uh, a written letter from uh, somebody who was in the U.S. Air Force, actually, mm-hmm. when we first were getting started. Okay. And uh, he was, uh, kind of goes on, he actually has a question in here a little bit about something, uh, but one part of it, he talks about, you know, uh, thanks for the podcast and work with Mark. My wife sends the vids and wood talk episodes to me when I'm in the desert, when I'm deployed. So I'm usually a couple behind, hence only being on episode 24. So you can tell that this is definitely an older one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys have many hours over Baghdad and have bored my flight crew many nights. They say it's <laughs> nice. the worst part of the war. It's my <laughs> favorite. Awesome. Thanks. And that was from Lieutenant Ben Wilson. And it's funny because uh, periodically this is like one of those things that I'll break out and I'll hand to my wife and go, see, I am doing something good. <laughs> see, this is important. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, even with our own video shows, I'm sure you guys have gotten these emails too. There are times when you hear from someone like that, someone who's in the military or, you know, someone out who's, you know, frankly out there doing better things in the world than I am. Um, <laughs> and they're, they're listening to our podcast or watching our podcast. And it's something that just reminds them of home and, and keeps their brain in the right place, you know? And I, I know whenever I'm in an uncomfortable place, which is like anytime I leave, leave home because I'm a baby, um, I like to watch stuff that makes me feel like I'm home, you know? And I could totally relate to how someone, especially someone who's overseas risking their lives, uh, would want to have stuff like this to, to say, this is what I'm, this is what I'm fighting for. This is what I'm going to be going home to. Um, and it's just an amazing, humbling feeling uh, that this silly little podcast that we do might be able to um, entertain somebody who's in that situation. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's very humbling. I mean, it's it's when you really, really think about it. And I just love the idea that these guys have so many other things to worry about and their biggest concern isn't something from the uh, the an enemy. It's more or less, why do we have to listen to this? Why is Matt chortling so much? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's probably where that where that comment came from, actually. It's that guy's flight crew. That's right. Stop with the chortling. Enough chortles. Enough chortles. <laughs> All right. So we actually have a Tom's tip here prepared. Whoa. Um, Ooh. Tom's special 100 tip. Uh-oh. Tom's tips. That's right. I said Tom's tips. I didn't say Tom's lips. I said Tom's tips. Hello, everyone. It's Tom Iovino from Tom's Workbench, and it's time for another one of Tom's tips. So, you're in your shop, racking your brains to find the solution to a difficult problem. Maybe it's about how to cut a joint, or which tool to use to get the most accurate measurements. Maybe your trouble is early on in the process with design or wood selection. Maybe it's at the end of the project with finish or hardware selection. If this is you, why the heck don't you go back into the Wood Talk Online archives to see what Mark, Matt, and Shannon have to say about it? Congratulations on reaching your 100th show milestone, guys. Are you looking for a good time that involves woodworking? Hey, hey, who isn't? You can connect with woodworkers from around the corner or around the world at the Wood Talk Online community. Just visit woodtalkonline.com and let the fun begin. Awesome. Thanks so much, Tom, for that tip. We always enjoy your contributions to the show. 
Tom'sWorkbench.com is where you can find out more about Tom and hear all of his ranting, rambling craziness. Um, as you know, the, here's the thing. The Tom's Tip thing, I don't even know when we started doing that. I should have looked that up, like when the first Tom's Tip came in. Yeah, that um, was it was actually something right near the very beginning there. He's been with uh, us for a while. <laughs> he has been. I, I, that was one of those things I was going through. And one of my favorite ones, of course, is uh, where Tommy Tom has one on uh, Get a Wedgie. That was one of my favorite. I think that's episode <laughs> 71. Um, so, yeah, he, he definitely has had some really crazy ones. And he's been right along with us for the ride. You know, one thing I've always wondered is, is there a, a question that we've had come in that is probably like one of those we get repeatedly the one that constantly comes up in my mind over all these years that we've been doing this is and this is probably one of the most difficult ones as far as i'm concerned is we always seem to get the what are the essential tools that i need in my shop absolutely yeah essential power tools essential hand tools or you know i'm just starting out and i have fifty dollars what do i need (laughs) what can i buy (laughs) <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> yes. My All shop is only eight feet wide by four feet long. Whoa. <laughs> cool. You can store plywood in that. Yeah. Um, another one I think that we get a lot, at least you know, three or four different times, and we've, I think, addressed it on the show three or four different times, is about preventing rust. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why yeah. that comes up sure. a lot. Yeah. Uh, that was definitely... Common. We, we get asked a lot of questions about what we think of saw stop too. Saw stop is a good one, which <laughs> unfortunately we were you know bit by that, so we don't really address that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, yeah. I think that. With- speaking of you know beating the dead horse, that has been beaten many times over by I think all of us. You know, it, it, one question that came in a long time ago, and I'm trying to remember which episode it was, uh, but I like to refer to it as the morning wood episode, <laughs> and that was one where the question came in: How do I get this board that's warped? unwarped and mark's suggestion was to throw it out in the morning dew and uh let it soak it up and bring it back and i, I love that one because occasionally the, the, a question will come in and be like is he being serious or is this an april fool's joke you just never know do you no oh uh, all right well i got a little montage clip here that i've assembled and this is just random stuff um, Let me throw one thing real quick, just because he called in and he okay. just said in the chat room he didn't get to plug his blog. But Mark Hockstein, oh, okay. uh, known as Loogie Online, GunpowderWoodworks.com is his blog. And uh, he's got some good stuff going on over there. Mark does a lot of kind of shop tests, um, CFM tests on dust collection. He's done a couple of finishing tests. And he's just put up a, something really cool on how he's built his shop mm. and why he did and what kind of um, – um, electrical demands, a lot of technical details. So if you're thinking about building a shop, I better go read that then. <laughs> you should actually. There's some really good info there. So. I just I just met with the electrician today, and he's like, "All right, so what do you want?" I said, "I don't know. I want uh, electricity. Yeah. I want so, power." Since he called in, I figured we better plug him. Plug it for him. Gunpowderwoodworks.com. Yeah, Thanks. I've been to his shop. It's awesome. It's very very nice. Very cool. All, All right, right, carry so, on. The woodworking wood talk online montage, and this is basically just a bunch of clips. And I sat there all day like uh, two days ago doing this and I swear it, it, it hurt. It really hurt doing this. Um, sitting through these episodes, just trying to find stuff that I found funny. So most of it is completely out of context. Uh, and somewhat, if you take it in, in the right context, then the one that I intended, at least it's, it's a little dirty. Um, but Hey, that's just what's coming out of these guys' mouths. There's nothing I can do about it. All right. Have a listen. Really? 
Really? Right. We're going to sing it from the mountaintops. That's right. That's right, Matt. There's no such thing as cheating. I'm as giddy as a schoolgirl. <laughs> <laughs> I want to build a bucket. Oh, okay. Ooh. Um, Ride that pony right into the ground, basically. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to do all that, why not use a power tool? No excuses. Yes. Woohoo. Six pounds of potatoes in a five pound sack. Ooh, that's a lot of potatoes. A podcast for sexy woodworkers by sexy woodworkers by guys who didn't make People Magazine's list of sexiest guys. But they're awesome tangents. They're, oh, they're... yeah. I'm Matt Vanderlist. Ooh, wait, my pillow talk voice didn't come out the right way. <laughs> You're listening to Wood Talk Online with your host, Mark and Matt. I'm not going to force the genius. When the genius comes, then I'll put it out there. Yes, call now. Uh, if you notice anything in his mouth, I think that is my tongue. <laughs> I kind of feel like Poochie, the rocking dog. I can't feel the wood with gloves. Oh, crap. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have to say, I'm fresh out of the shower, nice and clean, just like you guys like me. But uh, as far as Matt and Shannon go, not so much. There you go. Um, I think my favorite wow. one is Matt. If you if you see him with something in his mouth, it's probably my tongue. <laughs> 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 I was I'm like, really trying to think what was that referencing <laughs> the funny thing is I could tell you because I had to listen to this crap um, what all these are referencing that was when you said that the, your cat had your tongue oh, okay and that's you had what made I was it, thinking yeah and if and if you see him with something in his mouth it's probably my tongue um, <laughs> there was another one that Shannon had where he's like I want to build a bucket <laughs> Yeah, what was that about? I don't ever remember saying that. I think we said something about, um, we were talking about our bucket lists. And then you says, you just were like, I'm going to build a bucket. That's so bad. Uh, And the other, my other favorite one is the the little Australian girl who who did our intro for us, uh, which was really cute. Oh man. And I had to, I had to be very careful with the order because the original order I had some of the like not so uh, child friendly stuff came right after that voice little that little girl's voice and nicole oh, no. nicole was like uh you might want to change that order <laughs> i was like oh crap you're right uh let me get on that you know uh, yeah. you know speaking of which listening to some of these early episodes uh, it makes me wonder what happened to the nicole intro because i like that intro um you know what we should go retro and bring it back yeah you uh, know the thing is every time i have her do that you it's it's like pulling teeth getting her to record something you know but although now she's done so much podcasting since then she might be a little bit more you know willing to to do an intro um but yeah maybe maybe i'll do it i don't know i like i like her the dude that we have now but i, I certainly like my wife better so well you know that when the time comes mateo will be doing the intro of course of yes. course it's a given. It's a given. I think that's kind of a, a, I mean, any podcast that that's like the person has a kid almost inevitably across the board, they have their kid do something on the show at some point. So yes. um, I think it's just comes with the territory. Yep. I have dragged my kids in more than once and there's been a lot of uh, requests that they actually do the hosting for the show and <laughs> <laughs> I maybe just edit. Yeah, there you go. All right, real quick, I'm going to do an email that we have here. Uh, This is from Jonathan. He says, congratulations on your 100th show, gentlemen. Here's a hypothetical. You have just entered a universe where money and shop time are infinite. What would be your next project? Are there any woods, tools, or techniques that you would specifically want to use? Um, I'll go first on this. I actually, it was hard because I thought about this for a while. I don't really feel limited by my tools, by the materials, um, you know, or the, the project scope itself. My, my big problem is time, frankly, um, which he does say you have infinite amounts of. Um, but I, honestly, I think 
skill level. You know, like that would be my biggest thing stopping me from doing certain things. So I would want, I don't know. There, I, I know I just made this answer even more confusing, but it started, it kind of made me think like a sort of inward reflection kind of thing uh, on what stops me from going to my ultimate project. Uh, and it is not so much uh, the, the actual materials or the tools. It's, it's mostly time and skill because you need time to attain those skills. Um, <laughs> so now that I completely butchered that answer, how about you guys? Inf- infinite, infinite shop time <laughs> and infinite money. Well, that's easy. If there's infinite shop time and infinite money, I must be in the world of Doctor Who, so I'm building a TARDIS. A TARDIS. Why did I know that was coming? Yeah, that's, yeah and I'm I'm just Good gonna one. you know, and that's I'm gonna make it out of TARDIS wood, and I'll build it with TARDIS, TARDIS tools. <laughs> um, gosh, I don't know. I'm I'm still, i for for myself, my my biggest intimidation is still, and I know I've mentioned that before here, and it's on my bucket list is uh, uh, building a chair, like a Windsor chair or something. That is just, or actually more like a Maloof-style uh, rocker, yeah. which, you know, it really, when you see the, the kits that are out there, that, that should be like the least of them. But I have a weird uh, fear of the bottom of boats, too. So <laughs> um, that okay. that might, you know, that, that that could be something. But that to me, that I think that is, that's that, that would be the project if I had infinite shop time, because then I could like build it and then build another one and build another one and build another one because I have all that shop time. So I could eventually maybe get it right. And along with that, I guess I would have to um, have the the tools that go along with it, which I don't think I have as many of them now. So, yeah, yeah there, that's it. A TARDIS and a Maloof style rocker. That's a much better answer than I gave. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's interesting, though, is when when you take the you know the the money equation out of there and you don't worry about wasting wasting that expensive wood That's yeah true. i wonder we'd be much more willing to try stuff you know if you weren't worried about oh man i just spent 300 dollars on this <laughs> i can't ruin it you know i i hate to say my my answer is a little similar to marks and i i don't feel limited by the tools i have um, I mean, it's taken me more than 10 years to get to this point. So yeah. I'm sure there's probably, you know, a tool or two. But at this point, when I buy something, it's a very, very specialized tool. You know, right. I just bought a, I bought a full-size panel razor. I mean, it doesn't get any more specialized than that, right. you know. Um, and, 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 and actually, I just did a hand tool school lesson where I show people how to raise a panel without using a panel razor. And it's actually really easy. So now I look at it and go, man, that was kind of a superfluous purchase, but you know, but so you look at, you look at the tools. I don't think I'm really limited there. Um, well, what's me- really interesting is I would say the Maloof rocker as well, but what, what I find really exciting is that it doesn't really feel out of reach anymore. And I don't think that's a factor of that. My skills have gotten better. It just, uh, I don't know. It, it seems like maybe I, I've been doing this long enough that you start to recognize that kind of process and no matter how difficult it is, it's just kind of a step-by-step process. It, absolutely. Um, it's, yes. it's the, um, I like the music analogy, you know, once you are comfortable just jamming with other people in a band, uh, you can pick up an instrument and you could play just about any style and any time and jump in and do it. Now you may not have heard that song, but if you hear the other guys playing, you could jump in and play along. Um, so I kind of feel the same way. Once you get to that comfort level and you're on cruise control in woodworking, you can kind of do that same thing. I mean, there might be some things where the technique is just so in-depth or, you know, so, something just super, super intricate that you might need some specialized help with. Um, but that's yeah. just one of the steps. And the other 90 steps in the process, um, you could certainly tackle if you know what those steps are. 
Yep. Yeah. Oh, I mean, just just so that I don't completely cop out, I would probably spend a lot of time focusing on federal inlay. You know, the really intricate, like sand shaded shells and fans and things like that. Yeah. Um, which ironically would require even less money because you're using so little. Right. But just the time. You know, I yeah. mean, we're we're so incredibly pressed for time. Um, that really, really detail oriented stuff, especially the highly repetitive detail oriented stuff. <laughs> You just you just skip over it, you know. Right. You don't do it, and then you never learn to do it. Um, so that would probably be the area I would focus. Yeah, you know, honestly, I think in the ideal world, just speaking purely from a woodworker's perspective, not. It's funny. This question has a lot of elements to it that I think we can yeah. go on many tangents with. Um, but just on a woodworker's level, I think I would want to, I would want to take a podcasting vacation. Like if huh. I could just hit the pause button and only focus on woodworking, building. And not documenting every sing you know every single thing that I, I do, that would actually be one of the most helpful things for my personal woodworking than anything. Because frankly, and you guys know this as well as I do, when you document every little step, that is a bit of a, a, a I don't want to give it such a negative connotation, but like a ball and chain that that right. holds you back in a number of ways, not just in terms of like, oh, it's slowing me down, but because you have to do things in a way that you can justify later when uh, thousands of people are watching this and are going to give you crap about it. Yeah. Uh, so you don't tend well, to experiment quite as much as you might if you were just doing your absolutely. own thing. Th- yeah, that's a really good point because I find myself when, I, when I'm doing things uh, in the shop that I know they're going to be recording, I tend to take, regardless of whether people really believe this or not, I tend to take the, the safer way to do it. And not in the sense of yeah, we like, saw oh, that my in that fingers. router video. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, that was the <laughs> yeah, safest right. way I could find <laughs> to do that one. Uh, but, but I mean in the sense of like I don't challenge myself to maybe try this technique versus this one. It's like, man, I could really go, you know, I, I really, really want to try cutting this joinery, this technique, but yeah. I don't, you know, I, I know it may take too, too long to set up the cameras or do all this other stuff and keep re-editing this. So I'll tend to go with the safest route, the, the, the one that I, I'm the most comfortable with, which I think doesn't necessarily, I don't know how, it, it's not making me grow as a woodworker. So then I started thinking, well, I'm not doing anything else for the people that are following me who foolishly think they're going to learn something. <laughs> so. Right. Totally. Yeah. This is, uh, this is, in fact, one of the big changes that I have coming to the guild um, setup is allowing me to do things like this and, and, and actually labeling projects very clearly as a guild build, which is obviously hand holding and every little detail you need. And then a whole other series on advanced projects. And they're not really advanced so much in that the, the project itself is that difficult, but it's advanced in that I'm not going to sit there and, you know, hold your hand through the making of a mortise and tenon for the right. you know, 50th yeah, time. Um, so we're just going to get to the nitty gritty and we're going to talk and I will expose things that I don't necessarily, you know, feel comfortable with. It's not, not, you know, it might be my first time trying something and I'll film that. Um, Dude, but it's, please it's, be careful what you're exposing if it's the first time. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I, I was thinking things as I was saying that realizing okay. I was painting myself into a very bad corner there, but, uh, and thank you for pointing it out. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's definitely something that I think moving forward for people in our position, it is, it is a challenge to continue to grow as, as your own woodworker. Uh, while also bringing other people along for the ride uh, and teaching them as you go. Um, all righty. Thanks for that question, Jonathan. That was uh, very thought-invoking, even though we probably didn't even answer your original question. <laughs> you know, I, I think the good news to all that, though, is I think the podcasting world is ready for that, Mark. Yeah. Because we've, been, we've all been podcasting long enough 
I mean, how many ways can you see to cut a mortise and tenon online right now? Probably 20 different ways. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that we're, the medium is mature enough that we can say, you know what? It's already been done. Let's, yeah, uh, it's well let's documented. just ditch it all. We don't necessarily have to, to cater towards the beginner all the time now. Right. Um, you know, it, it, it's kind of cool. a similar a similar argument that you know people will make with the magazines you know there's there the the argument with any type of educational thing podcast magazine whatever is that there's a finite amount of topics and the, the what makes it fresh is when you try something completely different and say like all right you know if you need to know this information this is where you can find it yeah. let's move forward yeah. uh, hey guys i'm going to take our last call here before we uh, right. get toward the end of the show again don't know who it is but we'll see hello there Hey, Mark. It's Todd Clevenger. Hey, how's it hey, going, Todd? Hey, Todd. Are you guys, are you guys on? I, I'm sitting in my truck at the job site. Oh, nice. See, here's <laughs> nice. a guy who's actually out doing something as opposed to the three of us <laughs> who are, you know, sitting at our computers <laughs> just rambling. Right. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to try to give a call and see see if I get thrilled. Well, awesome. So, well, congratulations on the 100 episodes. That is just awesome that you guys are doing that. Thank you, Thank you. Thanks a lot. Much appreciated. Hey, what's uh, what are you working on at the job site? Well, uh, I just got done with a big trim job. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Mike Pacini, and I, um, he's another uh, craftsman who's really really starting to hit it hard, and, and we've been teaming up. And uh, we got done with a big 4,500-square-foot uh, trim job uh, out in the country club here. And now I am working on a, uh, in a, in a historical home, and I'm designing – and building a, a fireplace around. They, they got a gas insert into an existing fireplace, which was uh, quite horribly designed in the past. Mm. And um, uh, I'm, I'm doing a new fireplace around and a little bit of slate work for the hearth and uh, for around the fireplace as well. So oh, very it's, cool. it's all paint grade because uh, the rest of the trim is paint grade in the house. Right. And, uh, and so I'm designing to match the house. So Very cool. But, uh, the, the, the important thing is I'm continuing you know, obviously use my skills every day, and I encourage the guys to uh, to do that. Yeah, I, he, Todd is one of these guys who's out there doing it. I mean, this this is your career. You're make, making a living with it, and you're using your hands every single day out there. So kudos, That's my friend. Right. And by the way, uh, if you want to check out Todd's site, American Craftsman Workshop, uh, he's got a number of videos and great blog posts there that you could check out, and um, you could learn a lot from this guy. <laughs> and very inspiring oh, okay. pieces. And when you turn all the lights on in his shop, you can see it from space. That's true. That is true. Yeah, you can. You can, man. It's like I upgraded my lighting. It is like it's incredible. And you know what's kind of neat? All the lights, almost almost all the lights are salvaged from uh, commercial remodel projects. Wow. So, that's awesome. Uh, that's kind of cool. Very, now, very cool. When, when people come in, do you just hand them a pair of sunglasses first and be like, here, do <laughs> yes, Yeah. Well, it's funny because I have people stop in and go, yeah, I'll be working at night in the shop, and I'll have people stop by and go, God, I can see your shop like from a mile away. <laughs> I thought I was in Vegas. What happened? Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, because I got big windows and the lights just spilling out of the shop. Well, it's, let's it's just hope that Loogie's not flying over and mistakes you for a runway. <laughs> landing, <That could> yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, crazy. So, All right, great, well, Todd. I, Thank you so much, man. You bet. All right, and uh, we'll catch you later. We'll be checking out the website. Have a good one. Okay. Oh, hey, one more thing. Yeah. You know, Matt's going to have to be looking out because I'm going to be up in that neck of the woods in about a month. Oh, I heard month something about so. that. <laughs> nice. Watch yeah, out, Matt. So. 
so I might come knocking on his door. Yeah, you should. <laughs> no problem at all. Right. I'll be waiting. <laughs> okay, keep up the good work, guys. Really appreciate what you do. And uh, I live in. Uh, I just got. I, I'm working in over my head right at the moment. Uh, you know, always enjoy uh, what you what you have to share, Mark, and uh, and uh, everybody there. So. Oh, cool. Well, thank thanks, you. Todd. Appreciate we appreciate it. it. Keep up yes, the good work, you. man. Okay. Catch you guys later. Right. Take care. See you, Todd. Okay, I actually have to uh, to get to a dinner tonight, um, so I'm going to have to well cut this a little bit short. I've got a ton sure. of voicemail messages that I was going to play live, um, and unfortunately, uh, Daniel, I'm sorry, but I can't uh, pick up because I actually have to go. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to put these voicemails at the end of the show, and everybody can enjoy them in the, the recorded version. Um, and I apologize to those who left the messages that I can't play them live. Uh, but Chuck, Eric, Jeremy, Jonathan, Lucas Peters from Wood Magazine, uh, Running Wood, Sean, Tom, Wilbur, you guys are awesome. Thanks for leaving us the, the voicemails and sending the messages. And we will play them momentarily after the show closes. Uh, Matt, do you want to give them the standard contact information and we will get the heck out of here and close this show 100 down? Absolutely. If you ever want to get a hold of us with a comment from something you've heard in today, wish us some uh, happy 100s and all that good stuff. Don't forget, you can Skype us at Wood Talk Online or you can call us at 623-242-5180 and leave a voicemail just like these great folks that are coming up here. Don't forget, you can email us at woodtalkonline at gmail.com and you can stop by our other websites, uh, Mark at uh, thewoodwhisperer.com and Shannon over at renaissancewoodworker.com and Matt at leave me your credit card number. Oh, wait, uh, mattsbasementworkshop.com. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, that's uh, these these are the main ways. Don't forget, you can find us over at the forum, woodtalkonline.com, and you can jump in the conversation over there where there's a ton of great stuff going on. Uh, and that is the main ways. And if you don't remember any of that, it'll always be in the show notes, so look for it there. That's right. Hey, and you know, this has actually been kind of fun. So if you happen to be on Skype while we're broadcasting, give us a call. Yeah, we can try to squeeze it in anytime. You know, um, yep. if we don't pick up, don't take offense. But uh, hey, this has been, I actually really enjoy this. Yeah, I think yeah. we can definitely do that a little bit more in the future. So, hey guys, 100 shows done and behind us. And Woo. I just, you know, wanted to take a moment to thank my two co-hosts for putting up with my crap for as long as they have. And, uh, hopefully continuing <laughs> oh, to put up with my crap for another 100. Oh, hey, and, and likewise, we couldn't do this without you because you have like all the mixing stuff. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've got the equipment. So, um, yeah, seriously, thank you guys, and thanks to uh, the chat room and everybody who listens on your iPods and on your drives to and from work. We really appreciate it. This is uh, just one of those things that we do on on the side for fun. But like we said, with the emails from the, the military folks and everyone else who emails us and asks us questions, um, it really helps us know that that people are listening, and we should keep doing this just for the community for the fun of it just to uh, to share this awesome craft of woodworking that we all enjoy so much that's right yep and on the next april fools it's all chortle all the time all chortles all day long all right guys thanks a lot and we will see you next time see ya i forgot to hit record hey guys chuck bender here just wanted to call and congratulate you on uh 100 episodes uh what you're doing is really great keep up the good work and looking forward to at least 100 more Hey, Mark, Matt, and Shannon. This is Eric down in Kissimmee, Florida. Congratulations on your 100th show in five years. Keep up the good works, dude, and thanks for everything. G'day, Mark, Matt, and Shannon. It's uh, Jeremy Crewalt from Sydney, Australia, sometimes known as JMK89, and always the muddle-headed woodworker. Congratulations on five years of podcasting and 100 episodes. 
I can remember the very early days. I think I picked up at about uh, episode 15, and I do remember the first source stop uh, dispute. Uh, it's been a pleasure hearing your uh, thoughts over the years. You've always tried to give uh, straight information and your honest opinions, and that is so unusual in this world at the moment that uh, you stand out like a beacon. My only criticism is that we don't see enough or hear enough from uh, Tom Iovino and Tom's tips or from Carrie Holtman. Uh, her tips were always first rate. Uh, talking of tips, I uh, have started looking at Jim Kingshot's idea of an oil wick to lubricate the sole of planes. When I've uh, given that a decent go, I will report my findings. Uh, in the meantime, if it's successful, Shannon should think about a new project for the hand tool school. Sorry I won't be able to be with you on the 5th of July. I'm actually going to be taking the kids on a train trip uh, out to a zoo in the middle of New South Wales. So uh, I don't think I'll be able to make contact with you. But have a very successful celebration of 100 valuable podcasts. Hey, Mark, Matt, and Shannon. This is Lucas Peters from Wood Magazine. I just want to say uh, on behalf of the whole crew here at Wood, just wanted to congratulate you on your first 100 episodes. We look forward to the next 100 Thanks, guys. Hey there, Mark, Matt, and Shannon. This is John with Dozer's Workshop. Just calling to say congratulations on 100 episodes. I'm looking forward to the next 100, and hopefully maybe it doesn't take another five years. But, you know, I've got the patience for it if that's what you got. Thanks, guys, for everything, and we'll talk to you later. Hey, guys. Mark, Matt, and Shannon. Congratulations on your 100th show. Or in my world, Mazel Tov. You guys are great. This is Running Wood, by the way. You guys are great. You you educate us. You entertain us. You titillate us. You keep us laughing, crying, guessing, and asking for more. You have set the bar for the perfect woodworking podcast that all others are only now trying to copy. And even though you have Tom's tips, you're still a great show. One request, bring back Carrie. Her voice is very sexy. Have a great 100th show and another 100 more. Talk to you later. Bye. This is Sean from over at the Internet Woodworker Podcast. Uh, I'd like to wish you guys a happy 100th episode. There's a reason your show is the what I consider to be the flagship podcast. I listen to it all the time. Not only does it give me inspiration for my shop, but it's like sitting down with a couple of... Uh, old friends and talking about woodworking. So for the love of God, please keep it up. Otherwise, my car commutes would be very boring, and I'd probably go crazy. So thanks. Happy 100. Hi, Matt and Shannon. This is Tom calling from the UK. Um, I've uh, been a fan of uh, We'll Talk Online since the beginning. Uh, I just wanted to say congratulations on 100 shows, and uh, here's to another 100. Uh, well done, guys. Hi, guys. It's Wilbur Pan out here in beautiful East Brunswick, New Jersey. Congratulations on your 100th episode, and here's to many hundreds more, because I just know that if you do enough of these things, Matt will eventually give out the contact information the same way twice. Keep up the great work, and I really look forward to all the episodes to come. 
This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.